0: Welcome to Talk Around the Clock, where we talk, 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 with your host, Tony. Today is episode eight, with his friend,
1: Roy.
2: Yo, dude, what's up? It's Talk Around the Clock, all talk, all the time, man. And it's episode eight, so it's very special. I have my best friend, Royan. What's up, dude?
1: Hi, Tony, what's up? What's up,
2: dude? You know, down at the Mario Taqueria? They call me Taco Tony.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool, that's cool.
2: Yeah, dude. It's tight. You got, you have like any nicknames or anything I don't know about?
1: No. I'm a registered sex offender, but no. That's cool. So no nope. nicknames. All
2: right, well, uh, t- today's story is from the news, where they talk about uh, things that happened. And uh, there was a car crash on 635, the highway.
1: Well, that sucks. Yeah, because of traffic, man. People keep, like, waiting around and stuff. My Uber Eats is going to take forever, dude. dude, don't even get me started, dude. Dude it's crazy man There was a carjacking At my grandma's this week
2: Bro that sucks Yeah It's terrible man So I, I saw I was on uh, X And I saw That there's this lady And she's suing Whataburger We were talking about uh, Earlier Uber Eats Whataburger they're, they're getting sued Cause the buns Got mold on.
1: Really? I like water burger
2: I don't know how I feel about water burgers Like mostly Like their
1: fries are pretty stale They got spicy ketchup though For real, for real This one time I had a girlfriend And she was a terrible cook Bro
2: That's what they're for That sucks I didn't know you had a girlfriend though
1: Good one, good one, yeah Taco Tony are you using it
2: it's pretty cool actually it's a good name all right so thanks for watching uh talk around the clock i'll talk all the time this was roy and tony thank you so much uh for showing up and watching we'll, you should come back next week man
1: yeah i'll probably come i might
2: go to cole's though cole's cash there's tons of stuff to talk about all the deals
1: you're gonna get Yeah, a lot of people are talking about Bitcoin. I've always been kind of a Kohl's cash man myself.
2: It always goes up, dude.
1: You can't lose when you got Kohl's cash
2: in the bank. You got a diamond hand in that stuff, bro. All right. Peace.
0: This has been an excellent talk around the clock with Tony. Please tune in to episode nine with special guest Jennifer. It's me, Dave, and uh this is the news. AI technology has shown us what Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, and Amy Hi he- I'm yeah, look at that already. Oh. Amy Winehouse, we all remember her. Members of Rock's Infamous 27 Club would look like today.
2: Oh. Wait, wait. I I think you mean more what's more like this.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's more accurate. That looks really good. <laughs> It's crazy what technology can do. It's amazing. I know. It really is.
2: AI technology is terrifying. Yep. Actor Daniel Radcliffe is catching heat from tennis star Martina Navratilova. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, For advocating trans rights in female sports, Radcliffe is most famous for playing his role in uh, Harry Potter, if you've seen those films, where he he casts pro-trans spells. My favorite was Dickus Removus.
0: It's a solid one.
2: It's a solid one. Solid one. Yeah. And Rapero... Parental relationship, oh,
0: that's true. Solid, <laughs> isn't the one work <laughs> right? That hate trans, isn't that the whole issue? JK Rowling, supposedly. Yeah, I don't know, really. it's a turf, whatever turf that means. Reddit, I'm a man, yeah. no offense for all you men that read it, but hey, like you, a man was denied hey. trying to bring emotional support alligator to a Phillies game this past weekend. Ah, uh, it's the real guy. He was especially <laughs> upset when another man was allowed to uh, access with his seeing eye AIDS chimp. Oh. And we didn't bring up that picture. There we go. Oh. Look at uh, it. That's why. Uh, you know what? He even got his legs crossed the way that an AIDS chimp would. All right, welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm Dave Landau. I'm Quarterblank Garrett. And today we are joined by Angela. Hi. And please welcome the host of Face Off, uh, on Fox Soul and lawyer Charles Adams. Oh, thank you, sir. How
3: are you, buddy? I'm happy to be here. Thank you for coming onto the show. Seriously. Thank you for having me. Seriously. I, yes, yes, yes. How's life? Life is good. You good. know, it's still hot as hell. I thought it'd be colder or cooler in Dallas than You'd think. Houston, but it's still an armpit. In Detroit, it's garbage. If you want to go there, was oh. oh, it worse? Yeah, it's always
0: chilly and oh, chilly. I the weather itself. It was <laughs> <There you> <laughs> I've been in Detroit, there's no need to go back, right? Yeah, well, it's we got good music. It usually leaves there and produces it somewhere else, but it starts there. The cars are
3: good. Yeah,
0: they make yeah. those other places too, like Mexico now. Oh. <laughs> and, and they make
3: far better cars elsewhere as well. I don't know <laughs> if you've driven a Buick lately, but it's a piece of shit, right? <laughs> Dang it. How dare you being It's right. like their thing. Uh, <laughs> it's all I
0: got. There you go. I know, but yeah, I, I like some... I don't know. I haven't driven a, a recent Buick. I haven't seen it need to. I'd be honest, I didn't know they still made them.
3: I think Plymouth died. And well, Plymouth is gone. Pontiac so, Yeah, died. Pontiac died, yeah. died sadly.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Neon didn't skyrocket them to superstar them for some reason. <laughs> or the Seabreeze. You remember that one? Oh, yeah.
3: The drop top? Oh. No, that was nice. But I'm older, right? I remember like the Chrysler K car, like oh, the yeah? convertible. Yeah. It was very. I will say. When I was a policeman, I drove a Crown Vic Police Interceptor, and that was a fucking hell of a car. Those to, are tough. To oppress people with. Right? Well, of yes. course. The Mercury Marauder also. Oh, shit. That dude. thing was dope. Right. Did you have uh, what year, Crown Vic? So my first one was a 94, which was the year I yeah. started, and the captain liked me. and uh, Robocop body almost. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, the smooth one. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't the boxy. Which thing. ones were the ones that blew up?
2: Were those Crown Vics? I, I don't
3: think like so. Like if you it's hit the, him in the back. No, that was the Pinto. That was a yeah, Pinto. your way off. My mom no, actually, police cars, they didn't have Pinto police cars? Late 70s, you know, single mom, we were poor. My mom actually had one, and a the floorboard on the passenger side had rusted through, so if you- fucked up and dropped your star wars figure it, was it would gul- fall onto the ground they were really really dangerous awful cars and the measuring stick to know that you were really really poor in the 70s
0: thank well, they, you for that you blow up and die just reminding you of your pain yeah the trigger <laughs> <laughs> i'm
3: fucking triggered i
0: need to get on red it's my c3p i'm
3: gonna i'm gonna post this somewhere
0: there's also the late 70s ford F- it was either a fiesta or festiva my friend had that would also rot out in the middle and he threw bumps on it, and the bumps shook off every mirror periodically over time. And I mean, like,
3: three months. Are you talking about the tiny one? Yeah. Okay. That was, like, I think dropped in, like, 83, 84s. Yeah. It, yeah, you could get one for, like, 39 cents, I think. Correct. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like the Omni that came yeah. out of vending machines. It, it and the Yugo really competed for, <laughs> yeah. Didn't those have three wheels? No, it, it had four <laughs> wheels, but it was. What was that car that had three wheels and it was always flipping?
0: Well, oh, it was I, called a three-wheeler, yeah, really, and it
3: killed people, I, yes. No, no. I wish it
0: was the Plymouth Prowler. There you go. What, are the, that, what is that new prowler. one that people ride, the motorcycle
3: car? Oh, dude, one of my buddies, a cop buddy of mine, just got one of those two-seater ones, and yeah. it. it's like a Roush package. Yeah. A, I don't know what it was called, but, I mean, he was very proud of it, and I just let him have that. You know? It's nice of you. Right. Because if my friend bought it, I'd be
0: like, oh, man, I, I might just wait to rear-end you. Like,
3: oh, man <laughs> It looks mean, like a big
0: wheels. You mean to
3: paralyze in you. reverse, your right? Yeah. And let's not shit-talk the big wheel child, right? Because oh, the big, big wheels, wheels, wheels were... I remember the one day that you pull the lever and you you oh, burn out, you break, drift that fucker right. First yep. day, my bully took my big wheel, oh.
0: smashed the tire in, so every time I rode, there was one lump, so it was just going uh, like this.
3: I have a question. What were you five five? probably about five so was your bully like a year younger than you no of six <laughs> okay years older than me <laughs> oh shit <laughs> well you Damn. were quick though right the little guys were always quick as yeah. shit right yeah. so you could run away i couldn't run away from the older kids plus when you're like i was like six foot a million when i was like nine so the older kids wouldn't feel bad about beating the shit out of you because you were as tall as they were but you know i was like the size of you know i don't know this tiny skinny little fucker well, yeah you're like gumpy at that age yeah, exactly. why was the biggest
0: kid in my my class until oh, wow. freshman year everyone's like you going out for football freshman year landau i'm like yeah and then freshman year they're like oh god what what happened like i took up smoking I found weed and <laughs> just stopped
3: you know freshman year yeah that's kind of late because we took that shit up in seven. we we started dipping skull bandits in fourth grade right we dab we, we we started with cigarettes in six and then we went to weed it's what is the skull bandit okay it's it's basically dip for pussies, right? It, okay. it, and I'm not being misogynist. I'm talking male pussy, right? right? It's in a little fabric pouch, so you yeah, don't get all this. women. It, you're not. You're not. Oh, stuck. I've seen those. Before. I don't yeah. think they have those anymore. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't think. But uh, yeah, and that's what we would we would hide out in our little bamboo fort. This is a. This is early mid '80s. I graduated high school in '90, so real porn was still a thing, right? If you got your hands on some magazines, we had this little fort in the woods where we had our skull bandits and our porn and (laughs) it wasn't progressive like it is now where guys will just you know, we, we couldn't admit to each other we were jacking off with the porn. You know, it was just to look at,
2: you know, because
3: we were, we right, were You kidding.
2: get the fort on Saturdays. Yeah. I get it on Sunday right. afternoons. We were all getting tail in right,
3: fifth up. grade, according to each other, you know. Oh,
0: yeah, so, yeah. 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 Very experienced. Until my friend Carlo Cardani came out and was like, yeah, I jerk off. And we're like, you do? Look, what a weirdo. And then everybody's kind of like, what a hero. <laughs> right? So do I. So do I. And then what? we all got to be honest. Right. There you go. Yeah. We had a little spot behind our garage that was just all weeded out. So we called it Vietnam, and that's where we kept all of our porn. It was like in a box, like underneath some
3: plants. Did your mom ever find yeah. it?
0: Now? Uh, yeah, a couple. Of, oh yeah, she found so much and, stuff. And how
3: did years. she respond to the porn? She
0: responded relatively uh, half half blind.
3: Uh, like in denial like,
0: get rid of this or you talk to him to my dad and my dad i remember caught us in the back of his car we were looking at the playboy with pamela lee on it yeah and he looks at it and he goes she's pretty and never said another word <laughs> about it
3: yeah, dads were very more much more lazy for her. but i was raised by a single mom in austin texas and she was you know pretty biblical like, strict no 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 the, she was super i got sat down with and we're not talking Playboy you goddamn we're talking we we're talking Genesis we're talking the real okay. shit yeah. right and uh, i Untasted. got this like 2 hour lecture about misogyny and how me consuming uh, having this is promotes the oppression of women and and i you know she's she lost her mind right she even threw away do you remember the heavy metal magazine yeah fucking great it would have cartoon images mm-hmm. heavy metal the labia and everything oh yeah it was rad great reading that and omni were really great sci-fi magazines but uh no i got i got all that shit taken away it was i lived right. I, I grew up in like the in between so there
2: were still magazines but i had the internet but it wasn't the internet now you couldn't just get anything when you wanted it was like. and then you
0: would be like nipple right you know the Duke Newcomers a lot longer the
3: early internet
0: yeah we had VHS and sometimes we'd go have a homeless guy buy him and we'd be like all right dude here like interracial he likes fat girls you know and then (laughs) you you have a list (laughs) you're like here's my order
3: yeah, and then that's how they like would Uber do Eats. Yeah, we had the homeless guys buy our beer. We just did it. We we move we move different and all. Yeah, office, yeah you know? we did both. <laughs> though we're like two stop shopping, but
0: you never want to get the porn a homeless guy buys. No, no, well, you don't. If uh, it's his choice. Yeah, you just end up with a <laughs> uh, a handle of pop off and the dirtiest smut you've ever oh, seen yeah. in your life.
3: You're like, is this all guys?
2: <laughs> it's like I've seen some stuff.
0: <laughs> I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things
3: got tastes. Because you know I'm 51. I just learned the term eating groceries. Because some woman was bitching on Twitter about it being manipulated and doing that. I mean, I'd heard eating K. These kids today, like the stuff we thought was hardcore stuff back in the day. These these kids today. I'm gonna have to Google that. What is I don't eating know. Like, eating a like, sack is like you no, know, it's like eating ass, but maybe you know, not the cleanest ass. Oh. I don't know. It's oh. oh. Really? It's horrible. Oh, See, I horrible you, take a you kids today. Take a See, we didn't even eat that
0: back. Right? <laughs> hey,
3: no, we did not. <laughs> it wasn't even a Stay thought. It. Yeah.
0: No, Somebody was weird. like, "Eat that." You would just go tell all your friends, and then we would we would tell everybody that that's what the girl liked, and then she would have a nickname <laughs> that followed mm. them. The rest of her
3: life? That's awful. You probably ruined lives. Right? Yeah, for sure. She's married with six kids now, yeah. but still can't get on Facebook because she's afraid y'all might <laughs> tell her husband. <laughs> it's that's like the a, kind of shit you do, you bastard. It's like a 90% chance you're right. Yeah. See, we were we were very I kept it very tight because I, I liked to get the pussy, so I didn't talk about the pussy. <laughs> uh, well no, I was, uh, that's class. Kind of like killing people, right? If you're gonna do it, because yeah. there are people in the world that need a killing, right? But yes. you don't
0: talk about the killing. Mm. No, I was very, very chivalrous, actually, to the girls who I loved. Okay. And there was just always- was your mom? Or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's>, no. no. <laughs> yes, of course. But like, uh, no, but there was always like the, the practice girl who already had a nickname. Like we right. had Tina the Sperm Cleaner because of the two short song. We had, uh, you know, there was like different- I Sorry, this sounds so mean yeah. <laughs> now that I say it out loud at the age of 41. And I'm so glad well, I- was the good song. old days. But yeah, it's like you had certain girls that had-
3: Name, nickname. We but. called them training wheels. Yeah. One was, oh, how horrible is yeah. that? Right? Yeah. The ones that were ready. Such a prude. The ones that were ready in seventh and eighth grade, you called them training wheels. And one girl was, in
0: fact, named Rimjob. Jesus. And then we called her Rimjob Secret. She was a mechanic?
3: So did you graduate high school yep. in 2000? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a whole different. You're like post Spice Girls. You're, you're practically a child. It's, it's a whole different thing. We didn't, have, we didn't do anything with
0: the internet yeah. until until after high school. we were like the last group that had like sort of we got to hide and we had videotapes and we had Mm. a
3: different like you had to my mom had to find our porn so did you actually get to fight like when i was i mean we'd have violent fights but no one was bringing any weapons nobody was we didn't have to worry about getting shot we were literally just we'd beat the shit out of each other and move on oh detroit would have uh death matches with punks and stuff okay Oh,
0: yeah, you would definitely. But I mean, if people wanted to fight, oh, yeah, there were like serious brawls, like even between not just like football teams, but where people would get their legs broken. But I mean, if people had an issue with each other, you would seriously have actual.
3: Right. Like my nose looks nothing like God made it. Right. And it no. was just, but now, you know, I'm obviously a former police officer. And I have a pretty robust criminal defense practice. Kids will fucking shoot each other now. Like, started about 15 years, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They're just willing to. Yeah. And say your generation, young man. Millennials are the worst. Uh, no. well, the I was worst. Z. Uh, I'm not Z. Yeah. No, thank you though.
2: Yeah. yeah. Skin. You all of LA every you know. night. Yeah. Yes, every night. But yeah, millennials are the worst. And then and then yeah, Gen Z. Gen Z seems to just be getting more like more extreme with every single factor. Like I, not just being violent.
3: You know, I do. I think that you know. I don't want to sound like a get off my lawn fifty-one year old, right? I think there are some really amazing millennials and Gen Zs, right? I think they're some incredibly hardworking. You have barriers to participation that a lot of people, like especially you as a, as a millennial white male, right? Hey, you have you have barriers to participation that never existed before, and you have some of them that are just so incredibly impressive. But as an employer, I own a couple of small businesses. Mm. You also have some of them that fucking just act like they're entitled to the worst. everything.
2: Worth work ethic, I think, of any generation. Just don't want to work any. Then, then they get into the job and they expect to already have like, all of the credentials to
3: be a manager to get right. promotion, like right when they get in, the instant yeah. raise. The exactly. smugness is what kills me. The smugness and the. I literally had an employee that I saw. So I go to Europe for a couple of weeks for this car rally that I do with this uh, rapper client of mine. And when I get back, there was stuff not done. And I asked my staff and I said, well, did so-and-so do it? And I told you, you know, cause I was in constant communication and they were like, yeah, I texted him and told him he needed to do it. And he said, not right now. LOL. I only saw him twice when he picked up his paychecks. Say what? No. And I'm like, yeah, dude, this is over. Yeah, this and I hate fire. I've kept bad employees for years, but that was just—I almost sat with my legs crossed. But in your monologue, I heard the whole—you know—now I'm um, self, I'm insecure about <laughs> my <I'm insecure. laughs> masculinity. You know, I want you know, mm-hmm. Dave calling me—you know—light later. You got to step. Is that? A, can I say Man that? I That's, That's Say anything you want yeah. on this show.
0: Okay. Uh, we yeah we fine. No, I think it's, it is interesting though. I mean, when we at least, (laughs) there wasn't like we, I never knew anybody who got sued. I never knew anybody who like, at least amongst teenagers and young people, everybody I knew got in a fight. I had a twin brother who we, my dad would be like, all right, well, we have to make it even now. So then we'd have to fight each other. So it was sort of, you know. Good parenting. Well, like if one of us got sucker punched and it would have to be a real fight, you know. And then all the kids in our neighborhood were the same age except for the ones who were slightly older that were bullied Right. I mean, I we, I learned about stuff way too early because the older brothers, I remember I got uh, Easy E's Merry Mother F and Christmas when I was like seven because <laughs> my friend's older brother went in and bought it for us. Nice. And I remember the first time I saw porn, I was also around that age and I thought it was two women sharing an ice cream cone. And I was like, "Why?" I'm like, "Why aren't they wearing shirts? Are they worried about getting messy?" And then I realized what it was, and I was like, "What?" And my brain exploded, and I went home and asked my my dad, and he's like, "I don't know. I've never heard of that. You should ask your mom when she gets home." Ask her that. But yeah, there was definitely a, um, I don't know. There was just a growing up that I don't see anymore at it's, all. And it, you learn you learn stuff, like especially yeah, if not fighting saying, and not
2: shooting each other. Right. When you when you fight somebody, you learn where you are, where they are. Then you can learn how to you know, in like the most violent way, but get through a dispute with somebody and then right. move on. Right. A lot of guys that's how they learn how to
3: kind of get through
2: those arguments. The only time you just I don't do it anymore. It's like apparently now they just go
3: Yeah bam. Well they don't interact anymore either, right? Everything's online or like you mm-hmm. talk about suing. What's more, so now the way the police law enforcement and the worst thing that ever happened was law enforcement assigned to schools that needed to generate arrests and citations like every other cop. Mm. So, you know, if we got arrested, if I got arrested every time I got a fist fight, right. Right. I'd have never done anything with my life because I would have been prohibited from doing anything of any type of professional. And like if you got a fight on the basketball court, that was just regular, right? That was every damn day. And now people catch assault charges and it's fucking nuts. Like you can't escape anything with social media. Think, Think about if you had social media when you were a kid. you think you'd be sitting in this chair with your own television show? uh, No, because we've all been fucking ruined. (laughs) And we don't forgive anyone either, right? We're not allowed to evolve anymore, right? That's the problem is there's no redemption anymore. And that used to be
0: part of our society was there was a story for redemption, but now you're only owned by your worst mistake and then they want you out forever, but you're still permanent because of the internet.
3: But still, but honestly, and I was having this conversation with someone just the other day, even that rule, is kind of dependent on your immutable characteristics or your demographic, right? Like little Uzi Vert, because he's non-binary, person of color. He can pistol whip his girlfriend, put a gun on her side, plead guilty, and still be everywhere, right? right. Yeah. Dave Landau pistol whips a girl from pregnant girlfriend. and he, I mean, you're, you're you're canceled. It was just one. It's just unfair. Yeah, or, oh, well, I mean, it. you put eyeliner on and say, it's like that Ezra Miller. Like I was arguing oh with somebody God. about this. Oh that. yeah, it still well, somebody gets the was, flash. Somebody was arguing with me that that Ezra Miller is a lesbian, thus. Choking out ah. a woman in, yes, was well, seriously, like furious at me. Choking out a woman in Iceland was okay ah. because it's not a man choking out a woman. It is Ezra. Pregnant. I've got eyeliner on, but I still bang chicks. Miller, but I'm non-binary lesbian. A pregnant woman, by the way. Right, yeah, and
2: funny, then assaulted insane. a guy like the next week. Right. And then was bailed out of jail by two people that he knew. And then he broke into their house and then they filed a restraining order on him her z whatever the fuck right
3: and then then he went on to you know star in the massive uh failure well that's the thing absent the eyeliner and the non-binary status white guy i think one of the parents was jewish canceled right right because he puts on eyeliner and says they them he gets a complete pass not only a complete pass but a monster monster dc movie yeah that was trash. well they
2: already shot most yeah, of it and they were it like it was oh
3: God. garbage and that's hard do? for me to say because i grew up like i learned to read very early being shuttled from austin texas to corpus christi in the backseat of my parents cars at like four or five years old like i didn't i was in there for hours every for the first third and fifth weekend and they would buy me comic books to shut me up and i just I need to learn how to read this shit at four yeah. years old. Right, I love comic books. I love comic movies. I love everything. What the fuck has happened to that industry in the last yeah. three years? It's Punisher was my thing. Political correct. Oh yeah, shit. Punisher was my thing. I love that. I love that. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good shit. There was also one called Vigilante. The DC. Yes, Vigilante. You know, the the DC response to Punisher. Actually, I think Punisher was the Marvel response to Vigilante was a guy and he had more of a face mask on but he would he would kill people that was great stuff.
0: I yeah. and you know what I'll tell you this right now. You know who hates Miracle Sheets? Ezra Miller. That guy hates Miracle Sheets. He does. And I'm telling you, if he's going to beat a woman, he'd probably do them in miracle sheets because he hates them so much. That's why I love miracle sheets. These sheets have been self-cooling. They have self-cooling properties, then they give you quality sleep. The kind of quality sleep you have knowing that you're not Ezra Miller. They have fabrics uh, inspired by NASA. And, oh, they are, personally, I love them. I didn't know if I would like them. I got sent a set. I'm a very sweaty sleeper. It's disgusting. I eat eat six ham sandwiches before I go to bed. You know what I'm saying. You sweat a lot, right? No? I don't have them. Yes, you do. I don't. You have to pretend... (laughs) <laughs> I've worked it out. You're getting some.
3: Everybody on the team has a <laughs> pair. I want yeah, my pair. pair. Dave, my asshole has never felt cooler before it, I got those sheets. You have a pair, I'm too?
0: Saying. They're so wonderful. You really have to. That's what you can... I, I you would can, love to. I'd love sleep. to use the, the code and get the extra well, uh, three you, towels. You can sleep That'd bare be ass because they have their self-cleaning. <sighs> Unlike... Your ass. So that's why you can get 40% off right now if you use the code NORMAL. And they're going to throw in three towels. Look at that. The th- three towels that a woman would use to eyes. sop up blood after dating Ezra Miller. So what you need. He will pop you one. Is Mary- <laughs> I'm trying to win this sponsor <laughs> over. NORMAL. Yeah. It's the code. But honestly, I love these sheets. They really do make me feel cool at night. I'm a very, very hot sleeper. I look great. And uh, the fan's on. I I got to turn it up. I turned the air down to 60. Yeah. It's so wonderful. But now I feel even cooler thanks to Miracle Sheets. And they have... The NASA, not you know, they they're they inspired. stole they stole the technology, oh, they snuck away. Somebody yeah. broke in a NASA project. Paperclip, they I like made I mean, that takes <laughs> made by Nazi scientists. Yeah, that takes
2: <laughs> not the not the miracle.
0: Made. No, like, well, that would be they're the better other, scientists.
2: These are better scientists.
0: Yes, not the not no. We but these they were, were the not scientists. invented by Nazis. These yeah, were fine, no fine. NASA, not mm-hmm. no good. <laughs> these were invented by good Nazis. Now, so what you want to do is get these. <laughs> <laughs> The good Nazi sheets by going to Miracle.com slash normal, where you can get your three-piece towel set right now. 40% off. That's TryMiracle.com. You're going to love every second of it. Look at how comfy she is. She's almost saying, Ezra, leave me alone. (laughs) All right. TryMiracle.com slash normal.
3: Boom. All right. So... Rappers. probably the best read you've ever seen in all of radio very good if that just cost you your sponsorship it was a brave brave maneuver that was great <laughs> i was thinking i was wondering if he was one of the nazis honored in canada recently he in, could have been. Uh, maybe they're doing a you good mean job of the that. veteran very, very good job praising nazis up there in the <laughs> yeah. canada which doesn't make much sense because it's the home of the nicest people in the world uh, yeah, yeah you'd be surprised I fought against the russians yeah, it was a great Which way to, that was very 2023 legacy media framing right oh, man, there. Yeah.
0: I absolutely, uh, I, I actually used to love Canada. I would go there. Well, cause oh, you, when yeah, you turn it's a beautiful 19, place. you go over there and you can go to strip clubs and drink when you're young. And it was oh, always that fun. Too. But yeah, it's actually, it was, no, it was always a nice country. Nice, Nice people. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Toronto, like clean New York. That's what's crazy is the first time I went there, I couldn't even. I was probably ten, and we had just visited New York, and I and couldn't, you went to a
3: strip club at ten. That's yeah, it was that's nuts. Impressive. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, I was sold. Yeah, oh, but that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was beautiful, and I I was always a fan of like kids in the hall and stuff because I yeah. would get the broadcasting over, and oh, I loved it. But yeah, it's it's a shame that uh, it's now being ran by who it's being ran by. I have
2: a theory that the, the Nails, people, son. yes, <laughs>
0: yeah. the people that are the nicest end up getting
2: overrun by communists. So think about Canada, super nice. They're super laid back, and then you know the Pacific Northwest. It all came over. You, you might be too young. Australians. Pacific
3: Northwest was the nicest fucking part of this country. And exactly now, right. Go to Seattle or Portland, it's fucking crazy. Right. And then Australia, they're super laid back. Don't wear shoes.
2: They're
0: like, yeah, whatever. Come over here, mate. They Dude, get t- overrun by communists, man. Yeah. Ten years ago, if you went to, to Oregon, or if you went oh. to. Uh, even Tacoma, and like in Washington, you went even like into Seattle. There it had it had its parts. Right. Then you go into Tacoma; it was beautiful. Now it's like tense. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable, like,
3: what this entire country has turned into. Well, it's, it's the myth of the benevolent homeless. Like, I believe in a safety net, right, that people need it. We shouldn't have starving children in America. I can't co-sign the the rabid right-wing, you got to help yourself bullshit, or you got to go to a church to get help. But this left-wing craziness, like, just... Like I had a homeless man bite me when I was a policeman. I had a homeless woman throw shit on me when I was a policeman. I've had to deal with them because they would they would ravage people's businesses. Either they'd set up behind and just leave shit and piss mm-hmm. everywhere, or they would impact because I worked in a kind of a poor part of Houston. They would impact people's ability to patronize them, and we would go up there and tell them to get the fuck gone. Right nowadays, like I live in the historically gay, very walkable, the only walkable part of Houston is Montrose. Wonderful area. And, you know, my, my wife's not going to walk the dog without me being present, right? And is not a weapon person, but asks me, you know, hey, you got something on you? Because yeah. it's that. And the, the fucking cops nowadays, there's no engagement. I had, I believed in windows down policing. They just drive right the fuck by and for a variety of reasons. You know, I don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to hassled. The administration is telling them, but they don't do shit. Houston is removing. Bus stops so the homeless don't take them over. So you see the restaurant workers and the kids going to college on our shitty mass transit system are now having to stand in the rain and the fucking sun. Because instead of having the, the metro, the bus, they have their own police department that should be going and saying, hey, fucker, you can't sleep there. Right. Not America. Now we gotta hug them all. Gonna be awesome. They're the victims. Super polite, right? No, you know, I was discussing
0: about this the other day. I got kind of pissed on the show just discussing about the mental health and how they claim to care so much. All these politicians about it, when obviously they don't. Every single mental health care facility has been practically shut down for the last thirty years. Right. Um, and seeing that as a police officer, I was sort of talking about this the other day because I was watching Dirty Harry. And you start seeing the parallels between even then and now, where, like, you know, the streets started getting bad. When that movie came out, police were looked at as, you know, calling them pigs, calling them everything. And, like, that was kind of a pro-cop film at a time when everything was anti-cop. And I'm wondering- Nothing like now, though. Yeah, right. No, no, nothing like now at all. Like, <laughs> that's Not at all. Well, that's what I mean. But it goes in these sort of waves. But that's what I'm asking you. Like, was it ever anything like you've seen right now to the
3: point that... I no. I, when, in the 90s, when I was a police officer, people loved you being in their stores, being their business. And mind you, I was always... I'm a drug war abolitionist. I never arrested people for drugs. I'd throw the shit away. I've always been a strong believer in the Second Amendment. I didn't give a shit if you had a gun in your car as long like as you weren't jacking people and pulling it on people. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this kind of the only crime we should enforce is victim crime. And when, when you know, I went to school in, in Massachusetts, I wrote a, a thesis on that shit 23 years ago, right? How we, we don't need, and you talk about mental health, and people love to kind of put Reagan on this pa- pedestal. But he was really in the wake of One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest, which a lot of people don't realize how that changed the, the American math on mental health. Mm and demonized institutionalizing people they they closed them all down yes. and now they're just sit out into the fucking streets and at least when i was a policeman in the 90s we were told to hey fucking control it right and now it's wide open and the suggestion by the people in their ivory towers behind the walls who like politicians when politicians start talking about defund the police or abolish they can say this because they have armed security all the fucking time. Right. And when they talk about taking away our rights to, to it's like when, when, my, when, when, I can't go into detail, I'm not supposed to mention my kids, but one of my kids was going to Harvard, right? Right. And I'm driving, yeah. a female child, I'm driving their shit to Harvard while they're going to fly, right? right? And I've got their, you know, SUV loaded up and I thought, well, I didn't grab any pepper spray and I don't know why. I just Googled the ability to buy pepper spray in Massachusetts. And guess what you can't buy? Fucking pepper spray. Right. So I stopped in Alabama where they had a cornucopia. And you can carry it. But like pepper spray in the United Kingdom, it's prohibited by the Firearms Act, right? We're building the society what? where women can't protect themselves. They can't have sp- Safe spaces, right? Mm. I mean, at least women's prison—you used to not get raped, but now, well, you can, you can. There's like New Jersey. There are states that will just let you say, you know, I see myself as. And hey, you get your dick cut off, okay, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I am all for
3: people. I am all for people living their life to their truth. You know, I was an early way before the Clintons and Obamas, just strident advocate for gay marriage. I don't give a fuck what people want to do. But women need their space in sports. Women need spaces where there was a a woman who got fired because it was a she worked in a rape crisis center and she objected to them hiring staff in the rape crisis center that had penises, right? Because like, no, this is you know, this is where we really need this fucking safe space for these women. That's how you get raped, and no one believes it anymore. It's fucking crazy. But, you know, put on eyeliner and you can be called a lesbian.
0: Oh, and that's the problem is that's what is the issue with mental health, though, and we're all giving
3: into it. And that's not coddling. That's creating danger for an entire society. Oh, and we're on the downward spiral. By far. And we can pretend that we're not and that progressivism is going to be the solution. And mind you, I am very liberal on, on some issues and very conservative on some issues. And I think... Both parties are working together to buttfuck us at every opportunity, yes. right? Yep. And and not in the good way, kind of buttfucking, right? No. And the, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's the one I like. Uh, there you go. Well, I just like a finger. <laughs> not the one you're thinking. you of. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, it's really just gotten to the point. And if you object to it, the threat of being canceled is so omnipresent for just having the balls – and, like, I th- I'm i no Trump fan, but uh, the brilliance of his – and he's I think he's one of the best salesmen in history, right? He's just not sane. If he had arisen to the occasion of the presidency, he'd still be the president, right? Yeah. If he had set the Twitter fingers down. But it's I'm a complete That's fucking his, hypocrite because yeah. I can't do that. I, I don't do this, it either. I will motherfuck motherfucker for three days, right? I don't go, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Right? I'll drive and meet a motherfucker. I'll beat you – you know, but – if he, he, you know, do we remember the economy, mm-hmm. right? Do we remember being able to look at your, your, I mean, you're young, you don't have it, but Dave, you remember your, yes. invest, you
0: remember your investment account? Yes. Anybody who can look at the time where he was in office versus now and Pre-pandemic time. Are you kidding me? Time. Right. Right. It's not. And you start seeing now, like we were even going to mention this, like you start seeing people who you didn't expect to be in support of him, like this actually yeah. clip of rapper Sexy Red. Who was on Theo Vaughn's podcast who nobody expected to support. If you want to play that. Town Town.
1: Yeah, they support him in the hood. Because at first, I don't think people was fucking with him like they thought he was racist, saying little shit, and, you know, against women. But once he started getting black people out of jail and giving people their free money, Oh, baby, we love Trump. We need him back in office.
0: Yeah, that a uh, little bit of free money goes a long way. We huh? need him back. Because, yeah, baby, yeah, them we, checks. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yes, them stimulus checks. Trump, we miss you.
0: That's like, whoa, Vicky, she's always talking about Trump. You see her ever? I
1: like Trump. No, I ain't never seen whoa She's
0: Vicky. funny. She's I love Trump, so Trump I though. He's he funny
1: to me. Like, I used to watch his interviews. Not interviews, like, him talking to people. He used to be calling people fat. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he, bold. wow. He funny. Like, We're we need to, people like him.
0: Well, he, I. Now I know you work with a lot of rappers. I don't know if you want to speak for them, but do you find that to be true?
3: I, I do know I'm not in there. I do know people that look at it as I think he's a fucking asshole, but I was in a better economic position mm-hmm. and I think that's what first of all do you think her booty hole is really brown because uh, you know
0: actually uh, <laughs> we have a, 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 a rendition photo? of well
3: <laughs> oh. do we have a rendition <laughs> we have, a, have a, photo, a, we?
0: a Glenn Beck uh, reciting her he... lyrics about do the we? Uh, the, um, the well, butt hole. I do like when he reads rap let's please. throw it up <laughs> I'm out of town thuggin
2: with my rounds hmm. my Female body part, <laughs> pink. My body part that both male and female have, brown. Where the N words come looking for the hose. Mm-hmm. Quit
3: playing N word, come suck a B word's toes. Pound town. Pound, pound. That was fucking brilliant. I like I would like to believe in a world where that's all Glenn does, right? He steps yeah. off his mountain of money, kind of like smog, yeah, and it comes, comes down, down and just gets the latest, most offensive rap lyrics and then reads them for his his audience. That's that was fucking brilliant. Now I- she should be on the show. My
0: friend Tom Cotter has a great bit about where he simultaneously reads the song that was just canceled, which was Baby, It's Cold Outside, and then reads the number one song in America, which is Wet Ass Bussy to an oh, audience. And nice. it's just, the juxtaposition is just absolutely brilliant to show, like, how far we've fallen of what we find offensive. <laughs> <laughs> like my, it's cold outside, maybe you should stay for another drink. And then it's like, suck it.
2: <laughs> Pound town.
3: Pound town. Uh, it's, it's, it's our culture now. It's a different. Well, uh, do we have culture left? You kids have ruined it. Right? I'm kidding. Yeah, we have. And I do like. <laughs> no, I, I feel I like agree. I love I a lot of fucking rap music, and I like that real gangster shit. Right? Not mm. to, and I know personally know a lot of rappers, and most of them are completely full of shit. Like it's a facade. But some of, of them, some of them aren't. Right? And they are the best lyricists and the. Mm. You know, and I like the most honest ones. Have you ever heard Little Wayne talk about his love for police officers and his objection to be, because he had a white cop. And he tells this great story about how, you know, he'd accidentally shot himself. All these African-American New Orleans cops come. They just step over his body. White cop gets there, throws him in the patrol car, rushes him to the hospital, saves his fucking life. And there are tremendous things we need to change with our policing paradigm, especially as it is addressed as black men. Because truly, the war on drugs is just a divide, as a vehicle to oppress black men and poor people. Right? Always was, and yeah, and we we absolutely, you know, Nixon is the one that wrapped it up or ramped it up. And I mean, there are things, there are crazy things we need to fix. But you know, Wayne got it exactly right. We need and who some with this new era of not policing victim crime, and and like I've been invited. And I've stopped being invited to talk at like local forums on police reform, right? And I went in naive, like, oh, we're really going to talk about how to fix fucking policing. But yeah. instead, it is just why my BLM organization is better than that BLM organization. You need to give me money. It's all just, you know, people clapping to, to request for fundraising and no one wanting to have a real talk about how do we fix it. And you need to fix it for the people that like BLM purports that they're... To care about. But, they're, but they don't, Right. And the true and of course the white Republicans, they don't give a fuck, right? They, they they could care. And that's the problem with the Republican Party is they don't engage in outreach not trying to help people, you know. But Democrats have just destroyed this country. And the Republicans when they're in their control, they destroyed it. like the best political era of my life, Bill Clinton was getting his dick sucked and it was had a Republican Congress and a Republican Senate and the three of them fucking worked together to achieve shit. But remember how great it was? It was fucking yeah. great. And the worst
0: problem in the country was right. that. Right. And also, it's, I'm just sad they honestly didn't kill her because it's like, shouldn't you just have murdered her and nobody find out like the way that they used to do? You got rid of some of the other you got rid of Norma <laughs> Jean. Yeah. Yeah. How did she make it? But honestly, but that was the biggest, like right. SNL could, and SNL ripped on a Democratic president. Mm-hmm. They don't fucking do that anymore. No. Right. because you can't like you're supposed to make fun of who's in power
3: and all of a sudden we have somebody who's never been worse in my opinion <laughs> oh in power. The abs- and, and it's great i think there was a lot of corruption in the trump administration and i got a lot of rage listeners of flags. of course you know i've got a local talk radio show on one of our art stations and i i throw darts at both sides i threw sure. a lot of barbs yeah. at trump what but the thing is i also applauded him like he had the only comprehensive drug war reform in the history yeah. of of our, our, of the modern drug war on the executive side on the presidential side, right? Uh, we had a we we were doing well, but she was right. She said he was setting people free that were in there for just right. small drug. But now possession. we are set. Like California is setting people free that murder people, right? Right, and it's fucking crazy. And you hear story after story after story. Of people, and and, you know, I I do criminal defense work. I like to focus on on the drug war stuff because I I think they don't need to be in prison, Mm -hmm. but we have these incredibly violent people. It's like the two fucking dickheads that ran over the retired police chief in Vegas. It's disgusting. Both both apparently identified as white on their booking form um, because we're trying to, you know, no one wants to talk about the real math of crime, right? Right. But... The, the one kid, that the driver, said, oh, I'll be out in 30 days with extreme confidence, right? But we're building this culture where people believe they can victimize others without consequence. And who suffers the most? Well, the most victimized are people of color, right? People want to talk about, you know, white racists want to talk about black crime as if somehow black people are more predisposed to, which I disagree. I think it's downstream from the legacy of Jim Crow and poverty, it's class. and when you look at white people that grew up in similar conditions, you have a higher rate of crime. But the people they victimize the most are black people, poor black people, right? And, and, and when, when these criminals are not just victimizing the poor but they're attacking stores and stuff, you're creating pharmaceutical deserts, you're creating food mm-hmm. deserts, you're creating retail deserts, so they're destroying the quality of life for people of color across this country, and then for everyone, in cities like San Francisco. You've been to San Francisco lately? It's a nightmare. It's a fun it's Oakland. Oakland looks like it's fucking Lebanon during the war. Right. And do you remember? I mean, I remember taking yes. my kids. Like I grew up without money. So when I started fucking making lawyer money, right, we were fucking going everywhere doing everything. <laughs> and I, cause I, I wanted my kids who are, are both very successful adults now to have a different expectancy of life and experience that I had you know I remember fucking listening to friends talk about their vacation I'm like I never got to do that you know my right. vacation was sleeping in a fucking tent in a state park you know which yeah. that's why I don't fucking camp that's what, speaking of like you put me up in the Hilton Garden Inn right Sure. There's an empty room next to the freeway somewhere. I'm at the Las Galinas Resort. <laughs> all right. In a fucking suite that. with a balcony overlooking the lazy river because that's how I fucking roll, right? <laughs> but the, I mean, it's, it's, you want your kids to experience. I remember taking them to San Francisco, and although the people were always douchebags, I mean, it was just fucking lovely. Yeah. And you go now and it's like, well, we can't carry a gun, but we're carrying pepper spray, right? And then, and it's the worst places. That are also disarming the most fucking people, right? Like uh, Chicago, well, guns—you can't carry them anywhere, but all the bad guys have guns. So, well, who's who's the only one getting prosecuted for it? Is the it's like I carry—I've got a, a stiletto over here, a very expensive one, hard to get, about a five hundred dollar one, great automatic knife. It's a felony in many co—many many states. And in fact, me and a business partner—we're going to try We're going to do a road trip for this recruiting business I have, and. Hit a bunch of cities, meet with a bunch of financial advisors, and I said, "Hey, man, you don't have that stiletto on you," because he's the one that turned me on to it. And we had to go by my office and drop it off because it was going to be a felony in three or four of the states once we got out of the deep south. Because so many of these places don't want you to be able to defend yourself, and it gets worse; they don't want you to be able to report crime. Houston, if you call nine one one now, they will. It literally says if you're the, if it's theft. Or vandalism, and it's less than five thousand dollars. You need to report it online. My dad got his truck got hit. He had went to visit one of my kids. His truck got hit in a hit and run in Austin. But some passerby got the license plate. I used to be. A guy, I tracked that motherfucker down. It was a valet at a double tree, right? Okay. I tracked the guy down. He's like, oh yeah, no, I parked my car you they would First, they wouldn't respond because they don't respond to hit and runs unless there's a suspect there. Well, that's not how hit and runs work. Yeah. But then when I tracked the motherfucker down, that fucking night, they wouldn't come out either. I'm like, well, you yeah. told me the last time I called. They wouldn't even let you go to the police station to make a report. You either make it online. I threw such a tantrum. It took me three weeks to make an actual live report, Right. Then two months later, I get, uh, yeah, we talked to him, and he didn't realize he hit your dad's brand new truck. $3,000 worth of damage, hit it, and back the fuck up and took off, right? And that's this world we're building, where you can't report crime, where cops aren't responding to crime. So cops are really just now, and there are plenty of good cops. This is an administration issue, not a rank and file issue. right? They're just out there fucking taxing people. It's just prohibition and taxing, right? And who are they taxing? Well, they want to they, now because we're not arresting people for warrants. They want to write tickets to those of us on our way to fucking work because they're the ones. And like I was the president, just got a ticket yesterday yeah, because you look like somebody that would fucking pay it. They're not going to pull you over like now in L.A. They're not pulling people over for driving around without license plates. Why? Because well, they're just not doing it. But the truth is because those are the people committing the fucking robberies and you might have mm. a fucking real altercation, right? When I was a policeman, you were trying to fight crime. Sure, we had a quota, right? I'd get my quota on the assholes driving without insurance and I'd get it really fucking easy, right? But our main focus on night shift patrol was fucking... Criminals, right? And I mean, people beating the shit out of their wives. I like, get to yeah. your house, your wife's bland. I don't mean an argument. Now they'll arrest people for arguing, right? Fuck that. But you get there and you've got somebody that's beat the shit out of their wife. You got one chance. All right, turn around, put your hands around. You didn't. There weren't no pepper spray. There were no baton. I was going to fucking whoop your ass until I got your handcuffed. Once I got you handcuffed, I would fucking stop. Cops will go and arrest a guy for screaming at his wife, right? But they don't want to respond to actual fucking crime, and they're making the people they profess to protect—black people or the the America's urban poor—are the ones suffering the most. It's fucking crazy. And If they do go and
2: respond, and they put somebody in a chokehold or right. put them on the ground, and they die of some other thing, the entire world can burn, and they get their entire life ruined. So,
3: yeah, it's a it's a really—I mean, I get it, but my thought on that is, if you take an oath. You need to obey the fucking oath, right? Nobody cares about oaths in this world anymore, right? But I Or other people's property or other yeah, people's or lives, themselves. Or other people. It's like you said,
0: even with that, like if I had somebody's car, I would have a complete guilt in me right not to do something and be like, Look, man, I'm yeah. sorry, let's figure this out. Right. Like, I can't imagine driving away from something because I respect my own personal property. But people have been taught or at least seem to feel that there's just no there's no pride of ownership anymore. And they want to take away ownership anyway, yeah. it feels
3: like. There's no consequence. I was driving home from the courthouse, and I watched this car hit another car, right? And the car fortunately got in front of them and stopped them, and I got behind them and, and claimed that she didn't realize she hit him. right? And it was an older black man in a pickup truck. And, she, and this younger woman, in, you know, an African-American woman in, in basically a bra and spandex. And, you know, it seemed like it was cool. So I just gave him my business card. I said, you know, I can't represent you on this, but if you need a witness, uh, I take off. He calls me like 30 minutes later, crying. Now, my house is five minutes away, so I go back over there. The two—also, all, everyone's African-American in this—the uh, two African-American young cops— Start barking at me for walking up, right? This fucking fifty—I was probably forty-nine-year-old ex-judge. And I'm like, hey, no, I was just a witness. Uh, the the victim called me, said y'all are refusing to even take a report. Like, yeah, it's not a thousand dollars worth of damage. I'm like, why don't you look at the quarter panel? It's all mm. destroyed. This is fucking. Right. You're right. It's not a thousand. It's probably three thousand. They wouldn't even make her give him her insurance information, let alone because she said she didn't hit him, right? And I said, well, I did. I was behind her. She absolutely fucking hit him. And she starts, look at this fucking white guy doing blah, blah, blah. Like the, the first mention of race was her. Yeah. And, and these cops were completely uninterested. Then I pull out my phone and said, hey, you know what? Until so I became a judge. I sat on the board of the Houston Police Foundation. Let me call an assistant chief and see what's going on. And all of a sudden, they're being fucking helpful. But how many people are in situations like this where my daughter she and again, I'm breaking the rules. So she had a, she had a window shattered in San Francisco and stuff stolen. Out she goes to the police department, make a report, and is told, "Well, you know, the the person that took the stuff probably needed it." Said, what a fucking desk what? person. It's fucking crazy.
2: What? <laughs> it. Dude, what it's, is going on? So you you don't think it's like a, an issue with the rank and file? You said it's an administration. Uh, I think issue. it's is
3: both. It... I think I think it's both. I think a lot of people. Yeah, some of that now, sounds yeah. Right. You is, should be hit with a shoe for saying that. Yeah. It, it's fucking well. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, right? Who this play, this play actor talking about the, the looting is, is so people can feed their fucking families. Fuck you. They're not stealing TVs for that shit, no, right? It,
0: it. Well, and I lived in New York and in Harlem doing Anthony Cumia's show during, you know, when you're saying all these rights getting taken away and the, the lack of women having, you know, any sort of protection, being left completely to where there's no vulnerability. I mean, right. you're talking about cops not being in the subway. Women being attacked and almost raped in broad daylight, like it's disgusting. I mean, the the idea that we don't even care about our vulnerable anymore, and the way that that just started, and then we had uh, De Blasio there at the time, who was absolutely it's one a of fucking horse. Should be in prison,
3: dude. So De Blasio. So a good friend of mine had a barn grill in Tribeca. Right. She's yep. a wonderful lady. Husband a New York fireman. Uh, you know, Colin Quinn would do a thing there every year. And yeah. I actually hosted for him the last couple of times because his old partner, ex-cop, had died, mm-hmm. and very cool. She would offered millions of dollars for her business, which obviously is a lease, most of them are leases. But for the business itself, before the pandemic, she ended up fucking losing it because De Blasio lost everything, got fucking nothing because De Blasio would open them and close them, and open them and close them, all this fictional rent relief none of it went to business owners none. right now they prevented fucking small business people who had rental space from evicting people that fucking you know wouldn't pay rent for fucking seven eight months oh yeah but the the the, the people that had a, a commercial space lease, I, I think i read somewhere like 60 percent of the small restaurants in new york closed down permanently because fucking de blasio get, that's the thing like I know people that died. My, the woman who was my chief clerk died within six days. I know a policeman that died. One of my, my son's uh, friends from high school, the mom died. COVID was really killing people, right? They were all comorbidities, fat right. people, right? Yeah. But, it's like the flu. But the fucking, and so I am not, you know, I, when people are melting down about a small business saying, hey, you got to wear a mask, I'm like, shut up, pussies, put on the mask. But on the flip side, the mandatory lockdowns and the mandatory fucking, look, man, if no. it's your property, but if it's your property, if you if it's your property and you want people to wear a mask you should be allowed to do it if you yeah, don't if they like want it to, don't patronize yeah. it right i was not Here a pro that, masker fine. but that's the thing but people are melting down it's this store told me to just fucking just fucking put it on shut up or, don't, don't, go go or don't go to a fucking store but the government telling you you had to have it or the government telling like i told my i had some some vaccine hesitant and never got it employees i said because remember, really they were talking about making us fire employees if they didn't vax. Like, the government is, was telling yeah, private no employers, way. and I was like, fuck it, we'll take it to the Supreme Court, I'm not firing y'all, y'all do whatever the fuck you want. It's like the lockdowns. How fucking stupid was that shit, right? If people want to stay home, if people are, 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 you know, they have an immunodeficiency that they are more susceptible for the death, stay the fuck home. Yeah. But why did it, why did all of us... And then we have you know, like you you saw Trippy Red or not Trippy Red Sexy Red they're all the, she she talking about how they gave these little bitty ass checks well they just gave them to poor people right so all the everyone on welfare who was still getting benefits got a fucking bonus anyone with a real job didn't get shit or a small you business of,
0: some break so, or oh, yeah so. Right. so
3: here's the thing with that small business shit yeah you had all those loans that were forgiven but like I banked at Chase and I didn't apply the it. I was like this is bullshit I don't need the government's money. But for the second round, you know, my account, everybody. So I go to Chase. Well, Chase wasn't interested in helping me. only have a handful of employees. All that money went to fucking church, like charismatic church fuckers who then bought jets with it. You know, fucking Tom Brady. Why did, why did he need fucking right. 40 grand, you know? So we did, we did this and basically just got the richer rich. And it's, it's like the fucking homeless money, right? You talk about people not caring, like these, these fucking, uh, you know, people not getting mental health. We have a multi-billion dollar homeless bureaucracy that achieves nothing except giving billions of dollars to hotel owners who then take a little sliver of that and give it back to the politicians that gave them. Did you hear about the 90-year-old Korean War veteran kicked out of his fucking residence in New York to put fucking illegal entrance in?
0: And I just walked by. I was just there doing Fox a couple weeks ago. And I was walking by the Roosevelt Hotel, and it's no joke, there are there there are legal immigrants surrounding the corner, right. mm-hmm. going into the building, being checked in, up to two floors. I can show pictures on tomorrow's show, but I walked by, because uh, you always think something's maybe a little exaggerated, right. Right? right? But then you see it and you go, well, this is way worse than it was being described as. And they don't let and, you film. And it's not, and I'm not, and I know a lot of people that are going to be, you know, disagree or be pissed, but it's like you look at people and you go, you know, like there's a zero sympathy thing, whatever. It's like someone's telling them it's fine to be there. Right. right yeah. Like that's the problem is there is somebody at the top who's telling them it's okay because that's not hiding in plain sight. That is at a one time very expensive $300 in my right, hotel, right. Mm-hmm. checking people in and allowing them to be in New York City. Right there in one of the hottest places that you can live.
3: Right, and they did it first with homeless shelters. Turning out like there was a hotel right across the street from the uh, the Night at the Museum museum. The, yeah, uh, you know now that they had to tear down the Teddy Roosevelt fucking statue, you know, because yeah. uh, oppressor. But there was Horrible. this great hotel right across the street from that. The one of the, the one of the original like walk in Shake Shack's was across. Great, the Excelsior, I think. And oh, I know. They, yeah. they just fucking turned it into a shelter, right? And it's 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 really. Fucking crazy how willing these far, far left, because I'm a reasonable centrist, right? Which makes me the most evil. (laughs) What's crazy is Silicon Valley and the mainstream, the legacy media, they just fucking lie about it. You talk about the realities of what's going on. And, of course, these New York governor, the Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, he's doubled down. You know, they've been preening and lecturing about it until they got a little taste of it, right? Imagine – what these Rio Grande Valley cities have been dealing with. And if if the government's telling us 5 million people have entered unlawfully during the the Biden administration, it means it's 10 or fucking 15, right? There We are getting more illegal entrants, which now they're calling asylees, into this country than the the population of montana every fucking month and i am pro-immigration right i think it should be far easier for Absolutely. people from latin yeah. america to come here i think it should be far easier for pe- poor people around the world to come here but, but legally and lawfully and if you break uh-huh. the fucking law if you commit a victim crime i'm not talking about fucking getting caught with drugs then you get thrown the fuck out right. Right, I have so many clients that can never go. You get a DWI. Fuck, Canada's dead to you. Mm. I love listening to Canada lecture. I was, out for, yeah, I could, I was out for a decade. Yeah, you can't fucking do shit. You know, I've never got- go in. No, you can't for go in at all. Ten years, I couldn't go. Yeah, for in, man. DW misdemeanor wow. DWI. At fucking Japan, they don't fucking let anyone. I got yeah, clients they don't mess that want to go fucking uh, do you know music tours there because they love the rent. They can't fucking go over there, and but uh, the world wants to lecture us on how we should be, and so many people fucking sop it up, and it's because we have all these play actors, these people. It's very easy if you're a politician with paid security to tell regular people they don't fucking need it.
0: Yep. But no, you're one hundred percent right, and we unfortunately ran out of time. Bummer. can't thank you enough thank you really for coming honestly great. I, thank you so much
3: I'm sorry I, I know you had topics and I just rambled ah, on whatever oh, this is, I,
0: I, I really wanted you more for the interview so we just had topics in case we needed to go to something so I appreciate it and honestly thank you uh, really I hope you come back I loved it thank it you it was great me. thank you and uh, we will end on uh, the show tonight on FEMA we just got to make sure we put our alert out so we throw to that but uh, you can see me and Derek Ra- oh my god is that it <laughs>
2: So, you said throw to it.
0: That was our female <laughs> alert. You
2: said. You said, you said.
3: That it. female yeah. <laughs> alert. I recorded that with her before the show. All
0: right, what was that? What was that? It doesn't, right. it's not going to make sense now.
3: now. Okay, let's hear a female alert.
0: Ooh. i have ibs and i was on speakerphone with ken oh okay yeah i was waiting for the camera to turn and you into a bucket it's just yeah you know how i am you know how i roll yeah um well i guess we could probably still do the end of the world then uh, but we don't have to do that question. I'm going to ask a different question. Oh, okay. Oh. Maybe. All right. Actually, well, yeah, let's do this. Let's do what this is- question. You know, you know rap. And I'm unfortunately, didn't get into it because I did want to ask you about no, the, the guy who may have killed Tupac. Okay. Uh, do you think he did it?
3: Oh, Keefe D. It has been known that Keefe D was involved in Tupac's I know he's involved, yeah. For two, two decades. He was the one in charge, right? Yes. So Keefe D and Tupac had an incident at the Soul Train Awards a couple of weeks before. This has always been Vegas PD just not prioritizing a solution, right? right. This They're talking about, we persevered, we were persistent. Bull fucking shit. Tupac's mom sued this fucker's cousin two decades ago. Everyone knew Keith E.D. fucking had him killed, right? And the guy wrote a book about it, right? And yes, he absolutely was, and he'll, spend, he'll get convicted, but this isn't something to applaud. It should have happened two decades ago. Oh yeah, Everyone else is dead, right?
0: Well, yeah, it should have happened the night it happened when I was a teenager- and yeah, I was still exactly. winning Biggie and Tupac mirrors at the state fair when I popped balloons. There you go. <laughs> Dude, I loved Biggie and Tupac. So uh, let's, uh, before we get to that question, the, the final, final question. Uh, this weekend, you can see me Friday. I will be in Lexington, Michigan at the Lexington Music Theater. And Saturday, I will be at the State Theater in Bay City, Michigan. Also, you can see me at the LSQ March 23rd. 2024 in the UK Leicester Square Leicester sir. yes Leicester and then where of course where can we find you straight up ask I think is yeah you
3: right know right I'm right. on Fox Soul I'm on 950 AM KPRC I'm on the local Fox Philly but it's it's big angry law on Instagram that's yes. really my social media of choice
2: yes sir you say straight up ask
3: ask oh I'm Midwestern so I you sound can find stupid. me on
2: Friday Night Tights on Nerdronic Live my <laughs> channel and Adam Craigslist channel on Mondays.
0: We do a show called Base Staff Mondays. All right, here's the question. It's gonna be hard because I know you work with rappers, but who would you rather see brought back? Biggie or Tupac?
3: A Tupac all day. Biggie's Tupac. biggest hit was stolen from a Mississippi artist by by Sean Combs. Really? Absolutely. I did not know stolen. that. He he. Uh, Tupac was a. I mean, not always the greatest person, but he was a brilliant songsmith. He artist. could go. He could go from. From the the amusing lyrical of Digital Underground, where he started, to the heavy West Coast shit. Mm-hmm. And he kind of floated between East and West, but I am i'm at third coast you know ugk for fucking life. zero what's up but uh <laughs> but after third coast west coast all day the last good rap album was uh, probably the games you know and i'm and I like like kanye and Drake. they do interesting stuff like kanye's a genius but it's not real fucking rap if someone's not talking about fucking your girlfriend or killing your fucking dad or best friend i don't really want to fuck you're not a fan of drake you know, pre two thousand fifteen, Trey, and I—he, I know, super nice guy, like I've super heard, dude, kind. Did you see, he fucking just gave guy. like fifty k oh, to a, a greatest fucking this. guy. But Crazy. I don't fuck with this new kind of world music. Like when he was mm. still, so he learned how to rap in Houston. And really, he, yeah, no, that's where he comes, Canadian up. boy. What, what, yeah, but he you came know. down. He lived down in Houston. Okay. Uh, his first big show, Warehouse Live. Uh, shout out to that venue. Uh, Bun B was kind of his steward, one of my dearest friends and when when him, like his last good album was the one he did with future, right? when When he was still doing gangster kind of gangster adjacent rap, this new like soft pop, I don't even know the songs like, like, I'm, I'm hearing like, Annie, are you okay with that's Michael Jackson? But like, do you love me or what yeah, the fuck? I don't, easy, that's not little my little fucking smooth. rap music. I don't want a, like a, a Dominican beat, you know, and a, mm. I, you know, I want real fucking rap music. No, I know, love as, as a
0: rap. middle aged white guy, you know. It's why I loved Easy E. Well, one, he was short, so I man. related, but he was the greatest to me of all time. And most of his songs ended with him gunning down a lot of people and then
3: getting into the rap. <laughs> the only thing I'll say about my wife was when I met her, she could spit every fucking word of easy's album
0: and that's how you know you're you know. the love of your life yeah alive. there's no reason will you marry me he's my all-time favorite so oh yeah the what fucking a, best
2: yeah oh biggie. i'm getting tupac yeah. totally yeah i like I, I like both of them but i think tupac's better he's got more memorable song to me
0: yeah i can i'm not shocked and yeah, i've heard I'm some all of all the strong stuff over the years because he's taken a lot of stuff over the years but so that doesn't exactly shock me i think biggie was talented but i yeah, oh, Sean. clearly talented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean Combs
3: didn't have the originality that Tupac did,
0: right? But Tupac was incredible. And also, when you look at this body of work to be dead at twenty-five, you're like, dude, that's it. and then still Damn. releasing it for
3: so long after. There's well, a lot of movies. Like he was a great actor. Too. Three thousand songs done when he died. Yeah, and yeah, you're, you're no bullshit. He was quite a really fucking good. actor. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was. Juice is great. Yeah, he just uh, he made. Good movie. wasn't the one he made with uh, Belushi. You know, there was a cop movie. It was Nothing called Nothing but Trouble. No. <laughs> uh, it, no, that was, <laughs> no, no, no. He was no. In it. Tupac was in that. No, no. That was went? Dan
0: Aykroyd and John Candy, though. Yeah. Oh, the Belushi wow, yeah. one so was. <laughs>
3: was Pac uh, really in that? No. Yes. Yes. Oh.
0: Yes. Uh, it was because uh, yes. Digital Underground was in it. Oh. Ah, and then okay. he gets thrown on a
3: roller coaster. The one you're thinking
0: of is Undercover <laughs>
3: something. Yes. I think it is yes. maybe just I Undercover. I think it's just Undercover, Which is actually a good movie. I never saw the one with Janet Jackson where. They were like in poetic justice. Oh, yeah, poet, yeah. Poet, There's yeah. a scene with Frank. He's Vincent. really good in that. Because again, I'm heteronormative, so I didn't yeah. see that movie. Frank yeah. Vincent Sounds just like starts a... <laughs>
0: beating this woman for dating a black guy, and Artie used to say that was five seconds before uh, the director said action.
3: <laughs>
0: Ouch! <laughs> Ooh. it's just very Italian. Like Frank Vincent played it off very much. You know the way that an Italian dad at that time would have behaved. Just saying. Angela, Tupac or Biggie?
2: Uh, I'm going to go Biggie because I have to be really bad right now.
0: Oh, okay. Why?
2: <laughs>
0: <I just laughs> Do you have a Biggie reason?
2: Yeah. He's Biggier.
0: Okay, I'm going to. Wow. Okay. We're going to work on this. Uh, I'm going to go Tupac and I'm going to thank you all for listening. Good night. Peace.